0: You have reached the Geek Elite. Good luck. The future comes and now my watch begins. It shall not end until my death. I shall miss no game, withhold no news, report all rumors. I shall wear no jerseys
1: Welcome to another shift on the Geeks Watch. And this week, we are finishing up the Season 2 of Umbrella Academy on Netflix. And uh, we're going to see. We're going to have to see what it is that uh, everybody thought. I I have a lot of nitpicking (laughs) that I need to do. Oh, dear. There are questions. (laughs) That's right. There are lots of questions. So, uh, I mean... I don't know should we just just real quick how is everybody feeling at the end of this i mean steven has been waiting five weeks to hear what <laughs> we all think about this it's
2: been so long uh,
3: i don't i feel like i just went on a roller coaster and like i haven't <laughs> been able to think about if i went whether or not i enjoyed the experience or not <laughs> like, what I just that no, I really enjoyed perfect. it, but okay. like part of me is like maybe if I watch it again though, I'll probably be like, okay, this is stupid, but like at the same time, really enjoyed it. The back All and right. forth. The so I yelled and I screamed and I laughed and didn't quite cry, but I was like just that was only an hour. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> well, just like I was hoping for, it definitely Took a left turn, mm-hmm. and it still had some some interesting surprises. Um, some of which I felt were like completely not set up at all. So much like the ending of the Great, I'm like, this was an incredible build up. Why did it stop here? <laughs> <laughs> we needed we needed something more after this.
1: I mean, Steven, you can actually say stuff now.
2: No, I, I thought we were still doing like roundtable stuff for what people thought of the season and stuff.
1: I know. That's what I'm saying.
2: Yeah, it's your turn now. I freaking <laughs> love this season. With- okay, <laughs> this season was so much better than the first season by far. Oh, even God though it wait, I was already in a spot with um this the whole show in general, where this the the, the first season after the first season, uh, I felt that it was a better adaptation of the intended story, f- as a viewer than the comic had ever been. Okay, yeah. uh, and then season two just took off and did that even better even by doing things that were a strong departure from the actual, again, the comics um, with the, the change that they had made to Allison when casting the show, they obviously had to contend with that, with the time travel element of the story. Mm -hmm. And I think they did it great. Mm -hmm. I think there were times when it could have been delved into a little bit deeper, but I think they did Mm -hmm. fantastic things. They unintentionally became a part of a very important, part of television in general like this this series having that part of the conversation that it did uh i think panned out very nicely being paired for me uh pretty closely with watchmen and then now we've got lovecraft country doing more of the same and it's just like so good so good
1: (laughs) elizabeth any thoughts that you want to get off your chest right now
0: I enjoyed this season much more than I enjoyed the first season as well. Uh I thought it ended well except for I didn't care for the setup for season 3 as much as some of the ideas we had thrown out as to where they were going to go. So
2: I would I would agree with that one. I as of right now I couldn't care less about the Sparrow Academy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh okay, so before we get to there, let's talk about our week's watch. Elizabeth, what did you watch this week?
0: So we've had a shortened week for this recording. So the only thing I have to contribute is I've been catching up on some Doctor Who in my free time. And so I haven't talked about that yet. Uh, Mm -hmm. So that's on HBO Max, which has proved difficult since HBO Max is not on all (laughs) of the smart TV platforms.
3: Oh, Mm -hmm. um, really? That's not on Roku. Roku.
1: It's not on Roku, it's not on uh Fire. Uh it's I don't I think it is on my Samsung Smart TV, but we mostly watch it off of our uh PS4. PS4, that's right.
2: Wow, that's unfortunate.
1: It is. It's very unfortunate. It really
0: is. <laughs> so most recently I watched the uh final season of Capaldi as the Doctor, and I thought it was I really have enjoyed some of the uh, takeoffs that they've done with the companion characters, uh, making them stand alone more and stand apart from the doctor. And I like that they've kind of leaned into the fact that while the doctor is our hero, he's a very flawed hero Mm -hmm. and is not necessarily the good guy. If that makes sense in the overall scheme of things, so okay. I, he is the hero of the story, but he is not pure. So now, is kind of dealt into that. Was
2: Peter Capaldi? Was he the one who played uh, the quote-unquote war doctor? Or no, no, war doctor was uh, Professor Bruce. John Hurt. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. No, uh, Capaldi is the twelfth doctor, and he is. Let's see. What seasons would that be? Uh, I think oh, it's I season 11 and 10. It, or probably. more than that because he did more probably two Probably
0: 9, 10, and 11.
1: Something like that. But yeah. Of the
0: newest run, seasons 9, yeah, 10, and 11. Anyway.
1: <laughs> so yeah, Capaldi, uh, you know, at first I was not okay with him, but I guess that's how everybody feels with the regeneration. Except for I really liked, uh, oh, why did her name escape me? The new doctor. Female, Katie Whitaker.
0: Katie Whit- There you
1: go. Yeah, it's no Jodie no, Whitaker Jodie Whittaker. Yeah, Jody Whitaker. Like I liked her right off the start. Um, I liked to. I like Tennant right off the start too. But either way, like it, it's just it. It took it took a couple episodes or a couple seasons. But I, I really enjoyed him in the end. Like he really found his own stride. I think
2: so.
0: Yeah. So that's on HBO Max. If you're feeling the need to go back and rewatch or watch for the first time, but- yeah, I forget. who who are either of your guys' favorite doctors? Matt Smith. David Tennant. Okay.
1: T- okay. <laughs> 10th Doctor, 11th Doctor.
0: Which kind of fits with our personalities. It
1: does. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, there you go. That's, uh, that is on HBO Max, as Elizabeth said. Steven, what did you watch this week?
2: Uh, so I, this week, decided to actually dive in all of the way and... Devote a good amount of time to watching the cartoon *The Owl House*. It's a Disney series. Uh, for anyone who's a fan of *Gravity Falls*, um, I would say it's relatively similar in tone and kind of in depth. One of the best things of it is that it has the voice actor of one of the main characters, who's the the owl lady, the witch, kind of the catalyst for things, um, is the voice of Nina from *Just Shoot Me*, uh, Pacha's wife from Emperor's New Groove, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. And I just love her so much. She's a good much. voice. Yeah, she's wonderful. Um, but yeah, so um, the L House, the whole story for it is there's, a little, there's this girl cool. named Luz who wants to... She, she wants more out of life, as is the classic premise. But she ends up in this world of magic. And just making her way through it, um, it features Disney's first, um, I guess, like, actually canonical like uh by main character even though everyone has an article or a think piece about how this character or that character or whatever is actually this yeah. thing in the last like yeah. two years um this is actually like the first um it's really good it's just such a good show it's animated beautifully all of the whimsy and awesome art direction that you would want from something is in there in spades so i was i was very happy you can find all of it on youtube if you just type in the owl house playlist you don't have to have any special Disney subscription or cable because Disney doesn't put it on Disney plus yet. So, Oh, wow. Yeah. What a freaking miss. I went and just watched it illegally instead. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah, but um, no, uh, Dana Terrace, the one who created the show, she's actually the girlfriend, fiance, wife. I don't remember of Alex Hirsch who created gravity falls and he does a voice, uh, slash voices in there also. So again, if anyone likes gravity falls, this is probably right up your alley.
1: Story wise, is there anything that like it would be similar to? Uh,
2: I don't know. The the one thing that I thought of while watching it was those tweets that were going around about Netflix looking for their Harry Potter. Oh, kind of thing. Um, there's there's a magic school in there, even though it's not necessarily the main story thing. Um, yeah. It's it's in there, and I don't. It's it's. So much of it is just so good. It's the best cartoon you just put on and watch with your kids. It's not too spooky. It's not too action heavy. Um, and you don't have to be a kid to watch it and enjoy it. You don't have to be an adult to watch it and enjoy it. I just put it on YouTube and watch it with your kids. Maybe that's.
4: Huh? I'm going to go get one.
2: <laughs> <laughs> a, a kid? Okay. Yes. okay. <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs>
2: I mean, they sell those. Wayfair, but but yeah no so um yeah I I I recommend it 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 was very good. I had something else in there that I was gonna oh um the new episode of Lovecraft Country was very good. Did you Um, like it? Of the new the newest episode? I just don't understand what the show is because like the second
1: episode goes into like this. Uh, What was that?
3: Sorry, are you supposed to understand a Lovecraft show though?
2: I don't I think, well, Isn't I think it it's more the a massive tonal shift in the third episode. Oh, it's like a half yeah, episode I
3: see. I, I'm saying this as a person who has yet to watch it, so.
4: <laughs> it kind of seemed like the first episode and the second episode were like a mini movie, or yeah. it could have been the first and the last episode of a season. Yeah. But instead, they, they wrap up like a really big chunk of story, like. Right there in those first two episodes, and the third episode kind of like the tonal shift. It feels like now it's a different thing altogether.
2: I think it's not an anthology show. Well, that's what I think they're doing now. Okay, because
3: that's what I thought it was when I saw the original trailer for it. It seemed like it would be more of an anthology type show, like a bunch of short stories or something.
2: Yeah, like but yeah, the spot that I'm in with watching it is I think the first two episodes are essentially the the backbone of everything, the connective tissue for all of the rest of the events, and everything else that's going to happen to these characters um, going forward, might actually be different bits of horror, sci-fi, and things like that. And we could... Episode 3 just might be a weird outlier for everything else. But right now, it feels like it's that... The first thing... The first episode is Professor Oak giving you a Pokemon in the beginning of the game. You spend so (laughs) much time getting a Pokemon and running around Pallet Town and whatnot, and then you never go back there again.
4: No, it's uh it you start off in Pokemon and you end up in Dark Souls. <laughs>
2: Honestly. <laughs> oh god. Okay. But yeah, it's, I, I've really enjoyed it though.
1: Uh it, yeah, that's why I thought that the I mean it the third episode definitely seems like it's trying to do an anthology thing, but there's it's the same characters and yeah. they remember stuff from the first two episodes. So yeah. but then they don't really talk about it, which was, was the weird I think the weird disconnect. Like the first two things that the things that happened in the first two episodes, I don't understand how three weeks later you're just like, Yeah, well that that's a thing that happened, but you know, we got other well, things
2: to do now. Let's we bought a house. Like, I think they're also yeah. dealing with everything. It's it's they're going through so much that when this one thing was handed to her by the by characters that we know are right, like it, it did not come to her in the means that she mentioned in the beginning of the episode.
1: Or um, in the middle of the episode.
2: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it, it did not come to her through those means that she was able to get this house suddenly uh, and so it does connect to everything else and they seem like they're all essentially trying to just like shove it down bottle, bottle up everything that happened in the past but they're quickly finding out that you cannot do that yeah the yeah. one thing I did like about the episode um, so Mitch and John you guys both watched this episode correct uh, yeah. in there there was the kid that was using the Ouija board with them uh-huh who asked if he was going to enjoy his trip
1: i i could not the the letters went by too quick what did it About?
2: he said no it said no he was not going to enjoy his trip and there's a reason for that that kid is dressed up uh and is supposed to be emmett till
1: oh Ooh. wait yeah there more letters that were spinning around though
2: yeah yeah no like um there was a part where it said george is dead Oh. At one point, and that was the it messing with the other girl. If that was her dad or dad. uncle or whoever. Yeah, I uh, heard that. Okay. But before that, he had asked if he was going to enjoy his time or his trip, and it just went to the no thing.
1: So how did, wait, how did we find out that that's Emmett Till?
2: Um, people talked about it afterwards on social media, and he is dressed in the exact same fashion with a very specific kind of tie.
4: Oh, okay. Yeah. That's going to be brutal.
2: I don't think we see him again.
4: Well, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, now, but isn't like, it interesting, like, I don't know if anybody else feels this way about the show, but, like, when all these horrible racist things that are rooted in real history are happening to these people, and then monsters show up, there's, like, a sense of relief.
2: Yeah. It's, What's like, from, uh, what is it, uh, was it Omar from The, the Wire? His dad? Right, yeah, his dad. He says, like, what are we supposed like, we're supposed to go tell them? Like, what? Are we, what are we supposed to tell these guys that, like, white people have magic on their side, too? Yeah. <laughs> and that's honestly one of the biggest things to have said for this one. Like goddamn.
1: <laughs> uh oh, well, there you go. Uh, Lovecraft Lovecraft Country is on HBO right now, so you can watch that there. Jessica, what did you watch this week?
3: Uh I went ahead and binged watch one of my guilty pleasure shows, Lucifer. So, yeah, season <laughs> five on Netflix.
1: I have not watched it since yeah. it went to Netflix.
3: Oh, you should. Because, like, it just, without a, like, bigger network watching over it, they just kind of, like, throw shit to the wind and just do all this crazy, like, whatever you could want to do where your main character is Lucifer and he helps a detective. It's just...
2: <laughs> is that what he does in that show? Because all I, all the all the previews have told me is he's shirtless a lot.
3: Oh yeah, <laughs> which is fine because I'm not gonna complain about that. But no, oh, yeah, the, the whole premise is that the, the devil has left hell and he's now the owner of a lux club in LA. He ends up basically saving the life of a detective and he decides he wants to help this detective solve crimes. And he uses his power of influence and all that stuff on people. And he also, I think one of the most interesting aspects to it is that he never lies. So he openly says he's the devil. And that he he doesn't say God, he says dad instead. And just, Mm. which is just funny. But, and I watched it because I just, I thought it was hilarious concept. I never thought the show would get past one season. Like, it's just one of those things where you're like, It was on like, what was it on ABC or Fox? Fox? it was on Fox. Like you just, you, I never would have thought this would have gotten more than one season as much as I like it. Like I never would have thought this concept would have gotten them more than one season. Cause it's just utterly ridiculous. Like what you could possibly do with it. And they do, they get utterly ridiculous later on And season five. Well, the first half of season five definitely takes the cake. (laughs) Utterly ridiculous yes like it's just it's one of those shows that would be so fun to write because you feel like you could do whatever the crap you want like there's literally just episodes in which they're like well these characters they're like pretty solid characters but they've never interacted with each other so we're just gonna throw them together at a club and have them go partying together and see what happens like it's just it'd be so fun to write
5: <laughs> yeah and,
3: like, Yeah, I would say like my actual least favorite character is probably the lead detective but oh
1: <laughs> yeah. oh it kinda. sounds like Castle it's like Castle is that what you said yeah. oh yeah <laughs> I mean did a, yeah. a play on the consulting detective like kind of yeah thing.
3: it's it's like Castle and instead of being a writer it's the devil
1: so this character is a DC Comics character this yeah. is the version of it is DC Comics it's created by Neil Gaiman yep and uh, in the last episode of the episodes that were on Fox
3: you have to
1: remind he, me. He came on to do a narration of it, like, because they thought it was going to be the last episode ever. So he uh, came and narrated the whole episode, being like, you know, Lucifer thought this, but this is what's actually happening, kind of thing.
2: Oh, right. Okay.
1: So it was kind of cool. It was,
2: that was at the end of the. Fr- oh, no, you said the the last episode that was on Fox.
1: Okay. Right. So the end of the third season. Yeah. Mm. So,
3: uh, yeah, third season. And then the, yeah, it just gets nuts. But, You should watch it. I recommend you watch the rest of it.
1: It's good. It's good if you like crime procedurals and then a little bit of Tom Ellis's no shirt on.
2: (laughs) (laughs) For the audio listeners, just raise your hand. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No,
3: it's 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 just a fun sit down. I think I like cleaned my room and stuff while I was watch like binging it. It's just such a. It's one of those shows that you kind of get to turn off your brain and just watch and have fun. It's <laughs> it's just fun. It's so much fun. I'm glad it got a fifth season
1: and possibly I think a six it's supposed to be coming up.
3: Yeah, possibly. Yeah.
1: Uh, so that's on Netflix. Did you watch anything else?
3: Uh, no, I did download and complete an indie game called Gris or possibly Gris because I think yeah. it's made from yeah Gris. Um, and it is a beautiful adventure game that has an amazing soundtrack. It is naturally about sad things, so forewarning <laughs> there, but it's it's just beautiful, and the one thing I liked about this game was it literally does not tell you what to do. <laughs> it, just, it, it doesn't. Like The whole world starts, and basically it's like the world ending, and your character seems like she's almost dying, and slowly like re- get, rebuild your strength but it doesn't just like the first thing you can do is walk but it doesn't tell you how to walk or where to walk or what to do or what to collect it, you literally just have to figure it out as you go so and i but it's not hard though like it's it, mainly because it's just such a joy to look at like you want to keep on moving and discovering things it's just it's so beautiful it was like a watercolor painting come to life just mm-hmm. beautiful
2: so but there was so much it's like um like a side-scrolling, very muted color palette most of the time version of Journey. Because uh, Journey, you're you're also like a triangle-shaped kind of person, just going around things with like a little cloak thing that floats around. I
3: remember around. that one. Yeah, I haven't played it, but I do remember. Because that one came out, I think, before.
2: It was on PS3, and then they brought yeah. it to PS4. So.
3: Yeah. So, but yeah, highly recommend It's just... It didn't take me long to finish either. I was actually very sad how short it was. So <laughs> I'm probably already going to do like a replay of it and try to actually complete it. Because apparently there was stuff I didn't know I was supposed to do to get a special ending. So I'm going to see if I can do those things somehow. I don't know how. <laughs>
4: Good luck. Yeah. Good luck. You might like Spiritfarer from what I hear if you like Spirit
2: Spiritfarer. It's newer, mm-hmm. right?
4: Yeah.
3: Okay, I will write that down
1: all right john then that brings us to you what's uh what's in your week's watch
4: well i'm gonna cheat a little bit because the the thing that we watched for our overtime took a lot of my free time away this week
5: (laughs) you don't think?
4: yeah it's a very short program (laughs) 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 that uh yes that that uh, it was a full half day's worth of uh watching that i had to do for that um which is not a complaint it was very enjoyable uh and we say a lot of that in our um in our overtime anybody that wants to hear about our our secondary week's watch uh, in search of darkness a very cool documentary about 80s horror um it was pretty fantastic um But yeah, that's pretty much what I ended up watching. So this will be just a very truncated review of that for the full thing. Again, we devoted an hour to it elsewhere. Um, But yeah, it was fantastic listening to people talk about movies from the 80s, a lot of people that were in them or made them, plus a lot of people that are more contemporary that just like talking about them, like the angry video game nerd uh, Mr. James Rolfe and Joe Bob Briggs gave their two cents on several different aspects of 80s horror. Um, I like that they delve into a lot of different aspects about the horror genre in general. I mean, right off the bat, they go into, why do people like scary movies? You know, that adrenaline rush, that feeling of excitedness, that escapism that it provides. Um, It's just, the whole thing was just really well made. Um, I mean, honestly, I feel like it could have been a 10-part series with how much they cover. I mean, it, it probably was... I can't even imagine what they had left on the cutting room floor i'm sure they had enough material for like 10 hours and we only watched like four of them four.
2: yeah um, cuz it's so many hours well i mean
1: they tried to break it up by year in the in the or they do break it up by year in the 80s decade like why not make that into 10 1 hour mini series kind of thing like like the what is it the the toys that made us or the movies that made us
4: on netflix yeah. like, they could've done yeah. like, the same thing Exactly the same thing, yeah, or like how they used to do the decades in uh, VH one. yeah, and um, the same same thing, yeah, just do well because I mean, they only cover a couple of movies, like the big ones from each year. so there's definitely gonna be a few in there that kind of sneak through that you know may not have been as well known. They definitely get all the big ones though. I mean, I can't complain about the ones they do focus on. Um, that being said, I think there was much more they could have talked about. And they could have maybe tried to sneak in a few other uh, people in there. But overall, it was pretty good. For, I mean, you get your money's worth with this one. And we discussed that it's on Shudder and you can get a free trial. So you can watch it at, you know, for no cost and still get like a double feature length documentary on just a horror subject. Uh, so that's pretty much all I really have to say about it. I like it. Go watch it. If you like horror stuff, it's entertaining. And one other thing I wanted to mention in the news uh, related to our Watchmen watch that we did, I guess one <laughs> of the last two survivors of the Tulsa Massacre is trying to get a actual like refordations thing going on right now.
2: Oh, goodness. This was not the thing I thought you were going to talk about. No. <laughs>
4: No, I guess uh, I don't know if I I doubt it was inspired by that because I feel like uh, this has actually been an ongoing thing. And if I remember reading correctly in the article, the most they were willing to do back in, like, 96, which is the last big time that they uh, talked about this, uh, they were going to give all of the still living survivors a medal and put a statue up. (laughs) And that was going to be there. Here you go. Like, sorry about what happened. Jesus and they're like, no, nah, what are you talking about? <laughs> so, yeah, I just thought that was kind of funny that that was in the news recently of, uh, yeah, they're, 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 uh, there is still a couple of people still putting that fight up of like, hey, what happened was kind of unjust and uh, nothing ever came of that. What's up?
2: Yeah. No, it's definitely an ongoing one. Yeah, Which I thought you were going to talk about the. They finally confirmed, essentially, like actually confirmed, confirmed that uh, the identity
4: PD, of Luke Man. <laughs> yeah, like oh, okay. they
2: actually said it finally. Oh, they so, did. Yeah.
4: Well, if you read the <laughs> uh, the the what what was it called the 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 PDpedia, right? Yeah, like the the very last articles. Uh, basically, one of them was the uh, the firing notice for Agent PD. Uh, and it basically said I don't, and, uh, you know, in the process of clearing out his office, we had several uh, vigilante related material and several <laughs> bottles of strange viscous liquid. I'm <laughs> uh, like, okay. Yeah. That's uh, sounds like we have our culprit there. Yeah.
1: So I was going to say, what, what was the piece of whatever that came out? Did, did the, did Damon Lindelof just come out and say it or what?
4: They were doing
2: like an interview kind of thing. And they had a little part where he like, I, I guess I like walks in. In some way, shape, or form, uh, I, I, it's been like a couple of weeks since I read this one. Oh, but like they, it was a direct interview with David, David Lindelof, and the other person whose name I can't remember.
1: That was the like producer of the show or something, or I the, think the, the writer. Actor? Oh, okay,
2: yeah.
1: Hmm. Interesting. All right, hey, John. On on Shutter, have you have you got to
4: like watch a uh, host
1: yet? Yeah. Like I heard that's
4: supposed to be really good no i have not as a matter of fact i've had shutter for a couple of months now and i think i've watched maybe two things on it um <laughs> like this and uh a couple of episodes of joe bob breaks uh, the last drive-in didn't you watch uh, the color of space or something like that too oh no no uh you're right i watched mandy that was that's on there oh. uh, yeah. color Out of and space was a vod oh. when, what
2: was the other one the um the space opera one
4: Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Blood Machines. You're right. Okay. I've watched three things. <laughs>
2: Blood Machines also has some other behind the scenes kind of thing that got released in the UK in theaters. And I very much want that to come here, but just to my house because I'm not going to theater. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. So, uh, John, that's, that's your two things that you watched or kind of you watched and then read about? Yeah. I have uh, two movies that I watched that I want to talk about. I watched uh, a big hit at Sundance this year before COVID knocked everything down. A movie called Spree, which stars uh, the hair from Stranger Things.
2: <laughs> yeah, Steve?
4: Steve, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Joe? I Joe? Joe Keeney or something? Joe Curie. Like yeah. <laughs> yeah, Joe
1: Keery, uh is in it, and he plays this well, essentially, in this world, uh, instead of Uber and Lyft, it's Spree. It's a rideshare app that he does it. But he's also trying to make it big as a streaming person, uh, online person, and uh, he he has a friend, or at least he keeps calling him a friend, that is a big known uh, live stream gamer, and uh, he wants to make it big like that and. The guy is a pretty douchey. Like he keeps picking on Joe Curry or at least like making fun of him and stuff to get more likes. Mm-hmm. And then while he's streaming, Joe Curry comes up with like, I got it. I got the best thing that's gonna make me famous. And he just starts killing people that he's giving spree rides to. So yeah. yeah. So it's all it's all done through uh, camera, like found footage kind of stuff, because it's all Cell phone camera and uh, body camera stuff. And there's I some w- security camera stuff too.
2: I was wondering if this one was from the same people who had done Project Power and Nerve in the past. Cause it feels like it's just the sister film to do Nerve.
1: It does seem like the sister film to, to Nerve, but I don't think it is the same people. Interesting. Let me check, actually. But uh, I do have to say, I thought it was a really good job by Joe Carey, like uh, acting wise. Uh, Eugene Russian name. Uh
2: Bogdanovich.
1: No, K-O-T L Y A R E N K O.
2: I don't know why you kept spelling it. I, I got why? The first 3 And then I and then I could wasn't keeping track anymore. <laughs> no.
1: Kalishnikov. I don't think it's Kalishnikov. Uh Yarenko is the last cult Lorenko. There you go. Um, anyways.
2: It was actually an interesting story, though, because I kind of wrote this one off. Like, this is gonna be doo doo.
1: Hey, it, no, it's not. It's not complete doo doo. It's it's <laughs> definitely nothing it's I not would have. It's not. It's nothing I would have wouldn't paid to see in the theater. But like, you know, watching. It's it interesting. All, yes, it is interesting. <laughs> it is definitely <laughs> interesting. Uh but I, I, it's just it's just a you don't really know where it is that you fall. At least that's how I felt. I don't know where I fell on the moral of the story. So,
2: okay. Like, I think was it supposed to be like, ah, oh, like people bullied me. So I'm the bully now Were they like jokering it. Or? No,
1: not like that. It's more, it's just cause he's just obsessed. He's obsessed with being famous, like internet famous and stuff like that. And there's, there's a part cause David Arquette plays his dad and David Arquette is a is a dj in it and he dj's every other friday at a strip club and when he's there like he needs a ride from his son his son gives him a ride to the strip club and he's like hey i got a big surprise for you and there's some lady inside that's uh visiting from korea and she is a huge instagram dj or something like that i don't know uh, and he's like, he's just like, hey, could you just tag me in something? Just tag me, and then because you could, you know, if you, you your followers saw that you tagged me, you, I'd get a bunch of people. Like, it's that's his whole thing, all over yeah. and over and
2: over again. So, I, I'm looking at the things for this here. Um, you said this was distributed in uh, mostly film festivals. I believe so, but it's on VOD now. Because here in the stats for this film, it shows the box office. Yeah. And unless they just knock off the last three digits because movies so, typically make so much money, the, the box office for this is $43,000 and sixty or $43,062. Oh,
1: no, because it would, it went to Sundance. So it would probably be on the film festival circuit. It would have been. And then, uh, when whatchamacallit, uh, COVID, COVID hit, there was no movie theater for it to go. So it just goes to video on demand.
2: Okay. So. I just like, man, that's rough. <laughs> it, it, it,
1: it's harsh.
2: This he this gets an asterisk on the back of the baseball card.
1: I don't know if it would get an asterisk because I don't think it would definitely have done well in the theaters either. Mm. It just doesn't seem like that kind of movie. Like home home theater, maybe, but not yeah. in the theater. Uh, the other movie I watched was uh, We Summon the Darkness is a new Alexander Daddario movie. It's Ooh. made in 2019 but it is takes place in the early 80s. I know that they probably say the year but I don't remember what it is. And it's it's essential because like around that time there is these um there's a lot of murders going around the country where that were being uh chalked up to satanic cults and stuff. Satanic yeah the satanic panic that's correct and uh and like it plays into that this whole movie and it's it's funny like there's a lot of really funny parts in it and other than example, but other than alexander daddario uh the main like male counterpart uh it, he was familiar because he was in battle or Alita battle angel like he was the
2: oh was he the bad robot boyfriend
1: yes Oh. <laughs> and then uh, also Johnny Knoxville is in the movie, but he's got a very small part.
5: Hmm.
1: So, oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was—I thought it was a very good movie, not like a great movie, but I thought it was a good movie. So, uh, I suggest any—I don't—I don't, don't want to give away too much of it, but like, give it a try if you are into that.
2: <laughs> it's interesting. You definitely like you're giving just the broad strokes thing for it. So there's got to be turns some. Yeah. uh, I'm curious.
4: (laughs) Pretty much. So I'm hoping one of the characters is a succubus.
2: You want, you want giant Knoxville to what?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm Johnny Knoxville. And this is the succubus challenge. (laughs) boy. That's also on VOD. So those are the two movies I wanted to talk about this week. Um, I assume nobody else has had a chance to watch either one of those. I know Andy <laughs> watched Brie twice at Sundance this year because he liked it so much the first time he watched it.
2: <laughs> he picks the weirdest things to get really about. And I mean, obviously, he's going to have a good time going to the Sundance Festival and whatnot. But he was about that awful Netflix movie with the people from uh, Workaholics that have in that hotel. Yeah, he the- made us watch that movie. And I... <laughs> There are a few things I've been more angry about someone doing to me.
4: <laughs> Is that the, the Game Over movie? Yep. Yeah.
1: The The comedy version of Die Hard basically?
4: It's trash. Uh...
1: <laughs> it was not good. It was not. Okay, well, let's go ahead and get into the last two episodes of Umbrella Academy Season 2. And I just have to say, am I supposed to believe... <laughs> that ben grew older as he was dead because the dead version the the picture of the dead boy on the coffin does not look like the version of ben that we saw sacrifice himself
0: correct he got correct. older as klaus got older because klaus imagined him older
3: yeah that's what that. i assumed too
1: i i i mm, okay that that's an ex- <laughs> that is an magic is magic i don't think that that's <laughs> Was explained anywhere in the movie, <laughs> Joe.
3: I don't care because he's a very cute actor. So, <laughs> I mean, Klaus,
1: Klaus is very good at imagining what someone's going to look like older because we see the older version in the Not, Sparrow Academy, yeah, and he, he messed up
2: insane. He he gave him much less douchey hair and yeah. no facial hair,
0: and he missed a scar. He missed a that I mean, scar.
2: That's
1: another timeline, obviously. <laughs>
2: No, um, for this one, I I think it would have been a hard sell for them to have uh, a character stay younger uh-huh. while another character was staying younger at the same time. Yeah. See, That's I would have just left I,
1: I would have just left. I think the actor who played Ben, you could have definitely, if you you just change his clothes, you could still look like he's younger.
2: I would agree. My biggest thing, honestly, like I don't, I don't want to detract from your point here, is that. What the hell were they doing? We're trying to make the younger version of Klaus in the end of this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He copied what the voice. In, though. Huh? He copied the voice well, though. No, he didn't copy it. They voiced over it. is oh, okay. oh. that, That's all. Uh, <laughs> it's after the fact, and it was bad.
4: Then never mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh. we still don't know what killed Ben, though.
1: We still don't know what killed. He, we know that he sacrificed himself, just like he did the second time around. Like that's, that's interesting. Interesting, and it
0: uh, clearly occurred on the mission. It occurred, on a mission. Yeah,
1: on a mission. That <laughs> on you didn't get to go on.
0: You are not those
3: people. Like, oh damn, dude.
2: <laughs> <laughs> now, also, did anyone?
1: Oh, go ahead. oh, I'm sorry, but I'm no, going to no, say no, my thing. Also, <laughs> I feel like I hope. I mean, I hope that they they're going to dive into it in the third season. But like the handler talking to Harlan. Really has no like closure. Like she's in there, she's like, Hey, I can help you. And the next time we see her is upstairs shooting everybody. Like, where did that happen?
0: I mean, where she time travel. I just assume she failed at getting him to calm down. So she just was like, Well, I'll deal with this later.
1: Hmm. Okay. Anybody she- else have any theories? No. I think, okay.
2: I think she had a whole bunch of uh irons in a bunch of different fires. In this part, that we will not know about until later.
3: Yeah, that's what I'm assuming too. Um.
1: I think it, it has to do with his his newfound tele- telekinetic ability and in, in starting the Sparrow Academy.
2: Okay, I mean, I'll take that. Okay,
1: that's what I'm guessing.
2: Um, was anyone else uh was was anyone trying to find any kind of Easter egg in these last two episodes? because i was sure there was going to be some sort of easter egg in the 1 million agent people with the masks and stuff oh. that were out there there was nothing i i paused that that scene and went frame by frame on the biggest <laughs> damn tv in the house and there was nothing so,
3: apparently in every episode there is a sparrow
5: yeah
2: yeah
3: that was that one i like. which that got ruined for me i already knew about the sparrow thing cuz i saw the article pop up
5: but where yeah, does
3: it was in the head, though. Yeah, well, I didn't know what a sparrow was at the time, but all I knew was, like, Some here's bird. the hints that you had that Ben was the sparrow. And I'm like, what? <laughs> so oh, I was waiting for that to show up.
2: Wait, but they're saying, I, was the sparrow?
3: Yeah, or something like that. I, I can't remember oh, okay. exactly I'm what like, the I article just, said, just, but, like, but like you just I, here's I, the hints that Ben was something sparrow. And I was like, sparrow, what the? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, because yeah. I would have disagreed with the idea of it being tied to Bin more than it's like Umbrella Academy, Sparrow Academy, like, just yeah. this, like, figurehead kind of thing that hardgribs uh, apply some kind of symbolism to. Yeah. Mm.
4: yeah. John, where did you want to start with that? You know, I don't even know right now, because <laughs> like, there's so much that happens in these two episodes that, I mean, I guess we could try to tackle it chronologically. Yeah. Um, we have the three siblings try to save Vanya, uh, and they all fail. But Ben, because he's not corporeal, I guess, is able to walk up to her and get in her body and prevents the, the explosion that prevents the assassination of Kennedy, I suppose. And mm-hmm. as you mentioned before, that he uh, you know somehow atones for missing the light the first time. And he whispers something in Vanya's ear, which you find out later. I, I guess we were meant to infer uh, from that beginning of the next episode that Klaus prevented Ben from going to the afterlife properly. Mm-hmm. And Klaus yeah. may have secretly felt guilty about it. But that's literally the first time that's ever been brought up. Like They never mentioned that, as far as I'm aware. Any time during the last 19 episodes... <laughs> that um, Klaus had any remorse or felt any kind of guilt for what like Ben was there.
3: Klaus only feels remorse or guilt as a person, though. That's how I was reading him, at least. That's why he has his addiction. I didn't necessarily now, like point it that it was necessarily Ben. I just think Klaus is filled with guilt in all things that he does, even though he still does them. Like, I, I don't know, but...
1: Well his power is very sad in its yeah. nature. It's talking to the people who've passed. Like they all of them are either going to be have something that they felt is unfinished or they're going to have relatives that miss them so much. So I just thought it was weird that like all the other aberrations that he séances are blue, but Ben, as soon as he brought Ben back is like Ben color.
2: Yeah, I don't know if it's supposed to be because of his connection or the strength of that connection. Because uh-huh. Ben also does have these other this other possession kind of ability. That's what I was going to say. I I thought when he did that to Klaus, I thought that was a
1: Klaus thing. But apparently yeah, it's a Ben thing. Or is it a combination of the two?
2: I, I think it's both. Like, it's Combined. power by proxy. Okay.
1: Yeah. So that it, I that was another thing. Like, does it seem like everybody has like a secondary power now, like al- almost everybody, so to
5: speak?
2: Secondary it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, like it it makes sense to me. I mean, over time, they were trained in, in just this one thing and then basically just shoved down for the whole rest of their yeah. existence. So mm-hmm. they're not going to achieve their full potential. In, in this, they're, they're, they don't have any room to expand or grow. Hargreaves put everyone into a very, very, very specific box. Wow.
4: Now, I will say though that Diego definitely had a much more improved power towards the end here, um, yes. where he can literally like stop bullets, like Magneto style.
3: <laughs> I completely forgot that was his power. I was like, what the hell is he going to do? Oh, yeah, he can move metals. <laughs> I forgot he could move metal. I was like, he just throws knives. I forget he actually So
1: do you think that that he's a full-on telekinetic, or is he just a master of magnetism, or can he just move metal? As far as I
2: know, it's just the metal thing, but I would very much like it if they expanded it, and it's just that he got stuck on the idea of metal.
3: (laughs) Yeah, it would actually be really cool if he can just move the... Like the velocity of something like he can slow it to turn it like he can't stop it like he can just curve it basically like he Uh, does, which I I wonder if he could do that with anything that has velocity.
1: Velocity. That would make sense because like he he couldn't he didn't try and move the tractor off of his own leg. So, Mm -hmm.
3: yeah, I feel like it has to be moving for him to be able
2: to manipulate it. Maybe that's why he's such a good dancer. (laughs)
0: Well, and i feel like velocity manipulation of velocity would pair well when you're talking about types of powers because vanyas is all about sound waves Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so if it's connected to particular forms of energy
2: Hmm. yeah i'll take that one also he does also have the tendency to deflect in like the emotional sense also so
4: Wow. (laughs) (laughs) This goes deep. (laughs) After that, though? Uh, After that, we have uh, some interesting situations where Argreaves confronts the council or the the, the whatever, the the group of the twelve or whoever they were.
1: Shadow, The shadow council?
4: Yes. And this gave me just a huge what the fuck I was kind of expecting something like this, and even though it happened, I was still like, "What am I watching here?" (laughs) Yeah. Um,
3: Actually, the the whole scene of Diego trying to save JFK really tripped me out. I also decided to like drink a little bit more than I normally would on a Monday night when I watch this. But was it like a little trippy to you guys? Like the colors changed or something? Like something felt off? for the filming of Diego actually running across.
1: I think it's because it, they did that like version of the camera that's like attached to Diego, but pointing at his head. So like everything around him is moving, but he's kind of
5: still,
3: it felt yeah. like they just tried to stick true to the actual footage that they possibly could have, but it made it too uh-huh. unrealistic to me. That might've been what it was. Hmm. Maybe.
2: I don't know. I, I didn't catch anything at the time.
3: Oh, okay. Like I said, though, double lemon drop martini hit me pretty hard.
4: <laughs> I think it did have Too a slight limited. dreamlike quality to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
3: it was like dreamlike or like it just didn't feel real at all. Whereas the rest of the show felt very real. So that's where I thought maybe they doctored up the original footage and put him in there. That's mm. more what I was thinking. I'll have to watch it again.
2: <laughs> did You guys still... You guys were... M- bigger fans of this version, the older version of, well, younger, I guess, version of Five than I was. Did you guys still like him? See are you him t- a little
3: bit more?
1: Are we talking child or That's old the man? Version. The old man one. The
2: old White man. Hair.
3: Yeah. No, he's <laughs> fun. fives is still fives. <laughs> I
2: didn't like him at all. <laughs> I don't get how you guys liked him. Wait, which well, version?
0: The, the old, old man version The, the adult. Free time travel. Yeah. 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 I I liked the setup in terms of I like how you deal with that interaction and that question of time paradox Mm -hmm. and seven stages of paranoia. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Yeah, so I mean, I appreciate, but it's not like I liked him as a character because I have I mean, I'm still not a huge fan of five. Like (laughs) I get this and I understand him. Yeah. We relate a little too well, but you know,
1: (laughs) here's the question I really want to know is that like, does white haired old man five still exist? Cause he gets kicked into the time portal, but then as they go forward at the end of the series to, or into the the season to 2019, it's a new timeline. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah. What does that mean for him?
2: This is part of why I told you guys like just don't pay attention to the time travel stuff. Don't <laughs> to figure it out.
3: I'm assuming we're doing dimension hopping now. It is, is what I'm assuming.
1: See, I don't think yeah, I think it's it's definitely a different different timeline. I don't think it's a different dimension.
2: I, oh man, that would be a whole conversation in and of itself, because I think those are one and the same. Also, I think yeah. we should call them grandpa five. It
5: is, is five. <laughs> the same.
2: Yeah. Because Grandpa Five removes any other ideas.
4: (laughs) Now, I did like the scene, uh, although I I think what I liked more about Old Five or Grandpa Five Grandpa
2: Five!
4: (laughs) Grandpa Five. uh, I liked him in the interactions in the bar. I didn't like his interactions as much in this episode, but I did enjoy the overall fight scene uh, to the tune of dancing with myself.
2: Yeah. Because that's, yeah. that's perfect.
4: That and and while Luther. while Luther is recoiling in pain from getting kicked in the nuts, like that was just like the cherry on top of this whole thing.
3: That was very well filmed.
0: I mean, I do feel bad for Luther. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I think
0: Luther
2: you- is finally living up to who he should be. <laughs> I'm going to jump forward
1: a little bit, though. Like in the scene when um, Lila is coming to the house to to fight everybody. And Five sees the bricks falling on Luther. Like, of all the people, Luther's going to be the one that can survive
2: bricks falling on him.
3: And that you know, was I, character I, development for Five. That was all that was.
2: <laughs> but then... I've also, I've, no, I've taken so much... I take so much issue with all superhero and powered things where a person can punch something crazy strong and not just have their bone get obliterated when they hit it with this force, but then someone like shoots them with a bullet and they're they're like, Ah my body. Like there are other pre prerequisite strength things that apply to super strength and other stuff like that.
1: <laughs> this is true, but
2: also, there's not a
1: scratch on five after being. <laughs> pummeled with bricks.
2: Tons of bricks.
0: That's that's what you get for living a life of an assassin. You're just like, it's fine. Just walk it off. <laughs> yeah,
2: it, it, no, he he looked, you have to roll with it.
4: He <laughs> looked okay. a little dusty.
1: Yeah, I'm sure the, the boy shorts were torn a little or something. <laughs> okay, sorry for jumping ahead. This is no, it
2: the,
4: my head, my mind.
2: It, that is <laughs> the it, most appropriate thing to do with Umbrella Academy.
4: Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Does
2: to itself.
4: So yeah, we pass all the whole Kennedy situation. Hargreaves confronts the council. Uh, we never find out what happens to Grace. She could still be alive.
1: She could be. I'm sure that's going to show up in the Sparrow Academy.
0: Well, I got the yeah. impression that she left him.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And without without Pogo, because Pogo escaped, and without Grace, or a version of Grace... I can see why maybe Hargreaves loses control of his own academy and it becomes the Sparrow Academy.
4: I don't think Pogo escaped. At the last time we saw Pogo chronologically, he met up with Hargreaves after Hargreaves kicked Diego's ass. Oh. Yeah, I,
1: don't,
2: I don't think Pogo goes away, away. Oh, yeah. but
1: I, I must miss
4: but that.
0: But Hargreaves standing up to the shadow counts, the, the shadow. There. The whatever. whatever. The bad guys. The bad guys. Um, <laughs> the human bad guys. Uh, as opposed to the commission bad guys, which I guess <laughs> they're also human, but anyway. Uh, changes how he approaches things, because he's very clearly under their thumb. I think Grace leaving and his lack of fear of need to keeping his secret causes him to kind of go even farther off the deep end. Hmm. like he's a con- he's at least originally a very controlled crazy. Mm-hmm. And this seems to be just like what happens when you take the guardrails off. <laughs>
2: yeah, 100% they were the bumpers. Yeah.
1: So, if we he takes off his face and it's some type <laughs> of alien underneath, like that goes against what we saw in the first season, though, in the flashback okay. of the episode where, like, is he, all, like, when, wherever other planet they're on, they wear human masks?
0: Yes. Okay. I, don't, I don't think the, fir- the flash from the first season is from another planet. Okay. I think that is Interesting. from his, I think he's already arrived in Earth and he flees whatever war to land in the US. I mean, because this episode seems to suggest that his original colonies from the dark side of the moon. Yep. Because that's what they accuse him.
2: I think that of- I think that was supposed to be his moon base where he had Luther. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. my guess.
1: Yeah, I, that's what I figured is because he he knew that later on he'd be sending someone there to study stuff up there.
4: Now I'll I have figure. a theory. I was listening to the Tinfoil Hat podcast with. Uh, with uh, <laughs> you know <that> the <laughs> <laughs> Tinfoil Hat. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> yeah, so after a two hour conversation about Hollow Earth and reptilians, I'm going to say. Oh, wow. Har- Hargreaves huh? is a reptilian from the center of, not, not actually the center, from the outskirts of Antarctica.
2: Okay. Okay. I thought You were going to say he was from Agartha or something.
4: Yes, because apparently we're being lied to, and there is a giant ice wall, just like yeah. the wall in Game of Thrones, <laughs> and beyond huh? that is like the rest of the world. Huh? Oh,
2: no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But, and Hollow Earth theories are Can a whole just... read unto themselves.
4: Yes, it goes. It going? goes pretty what deep.
5: Just won't ask. Let's just keep going. <laughs>
2: Why not be like the land of the loss and it's
1: just, just underneath <laughs> the crust of the
2: earth? I do like this idea though. I, I, w- I want Hargers to take off his mask and he's a sleestack. stack.
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's I mean that's kind of what he looked like from the back.
2: <laughs> he's a smart sleestack.
4: stack. Yeah.
1: Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, that is a theory that they could ha- that could happen. We find out in the third season. <laughs> we'll find out.
2: But uh, so he like he he put the business to the dudes in hats and glasses.
1: Mhm. And that's that's all we know about that. It's the last we see of Hargreaves in this season until we get to the Sparrow Academy.
5: Mhm.
4: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that takes us next to um, I guess after they save Vanya, she wants to go back to save Harlan and Sissy. Uh, sissy's having her own little problem of her own with um
1: with carl Carl. oh carl
4: yeah and we're simultaneously also at the commission uh interesting little scene that i liked where aj carmichael i can't stop saying his full name now (laughs) Uh, (laughs) now that i know it uh aj uh puts the little uh, colored pebbles in his fishbowl to mark a certain number, which is actually the name Mm -hmm. of the episode, 743, Mm -hmm. uh, which was a hint to Herb saying, hey, there's something important here. Go find it, Uh, which he does. And it's the document that apparently the handler forged under AJ's name in order to have five kill Lila's parents Mm -hmm. so that she could then claim Lila to raise her as her own little secret uh, umbrella child, essentially. Uh, Who, again, skipping ahead a little bit, she seems to be the Peter Petrelli of this show because she can mimic the other people's powers. That's her power, I guess.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Which I used to think was one of the most interesting powers. I'm pretty done with that idea at this point. Like, <laughs> Why? <laughs> I do. It's it's so often now that this happens. Like infamous second son. Uh, we've got um, Rogue with this Peter Petrelli. Uh, there are so many characters, and they're always like the most pivotal kind of character with this kind of power and don't get me wrong that would be an important power but i want there to be one who if you're gonna do that kind of thing it's like yeah i can take anyone's power but they've got like a shitty two percent version of the person's power yeah. well she that doesn't have a two percent version though no no she seems to be able to wield them almost immediately
4: and yeah. more powerful in a way than the other people because she like outclassed banya
2: mm-hmm. yeah
4: Yeah, she was stronger than luther uh, they never show her doing Diego's, which is probably why he was under the tractor, <laughs> just to kind of get him out I of it.
2: the tractor down on him.
3: I don't know if it's outclassed, but she definitely at least matches, and it's also more. It seems like they're outclassed because they've never had to fight anybody that had their powers before, so mm-hmm. it really would throw you off. So, Fair but enough. I guess now we understand how her fight with Five was working before.
4: Right. Like, oh, she actually yeah. was
3: because that's what I thought. I was like, is she copying him? But I was like, no, that's ridiculous. and I was like, if I just focused on that thought.
4: Yeah, I see, would I would have liked it. I would have liked it better if uh, she really was just that well trained, where she was more of a match to Diego, and like she could counter his power, but like without any actual powers of her own. It was just her like training and her physical ability. But this does make more sense, and in a way, it kind of cheapens it a little bit. Um, because I thought it would have just been more badass if she was just that good of a fighter, um, mm-hmm. and and could predict, you know his moves and all that. But uh, alas, you know, it is what it is. So does oh.
1: was there anybody? Was there any other scenes in the in the rest of the season that you think foreshadowed the fact that she had a power other than the fight scene with five earlier that Jessica mentioned? Does anybody remember anything like anytime Because. I guess she, she was never really around anybody other than Five
0: and Diego. And
1: Diego.
2: Yeah. There's yeah, probably cause... a scene where she like pops up suddenly or does something that seems a little bit too much, uh, but nothing that stuck out super hard.
5: Mm-mm. Okay.
0: But thinking of back at when AJ gives Herb the 743 message, the most disturbing scene to me this season. <laughs> swallowing AJ whole. God, that yeah, was that was that was That's too. Far. Fishy. That was too hard.
1: Was she just waiting for AJ to like get someone to sh- show Lila that before she decided to kill AJ? Like, I don't understand. Like, this was was this the final straw for her? Just like, all right, now I'm gonna eat you.
3: Well, yeah, I think, I, I think or did she want? Was, or did she know that AJ was gonna try to do that and wanted her to find that file because it ended up being for her benefit.
1: Right. Yeah, she obviously planted it for for future notice. I mean, she seems to be playing all kinds of chess. She's always eight. I don't think she's dead. (laughs) I think she's yeah. There's definitely multiples of her. I mean, it's time travel. She could have grabbed herself many times through the time time timeline.
0: I don't think. I don't think she knew AJ was going to do that. I think she left the the page there as a safety net always playing the chess game, mm-hmm. and never leave a never leave a path open. But I think she had, because she's a little sadistic, I think she intended to keep AJ as a pet to mm-hmm. just kind of flaunt her power and authority. But the minute he became a liability, he, something had to be done. Yeah, the, the only part, I
2: guess I agree with you there very much. I'm just curious, of all of the other ways that she thought of Getting rid of him.
0: Like, I don't think swallowing oh, him was the first spot. <clears throat> I, I mean, I hope not. But... <laughs> I mean, it's,
1: it's him dying in her stomach acid. Like, that's a mm-hmm. pretty slow death. So, maybe.
0: <laughs> it just, it seems not great. <laughs> yeah, it was, that was, that was the scene where I was like, this is too far.
1: So, mm-hmm. thinking about the, her not being dead, and when she dies in this one because the Swede shoots her before she can say something to Lila, obviously she was gonna say something there, right? What if Lila wasn't the only other baby that she stole or yeah, stole and like she found another baby that can do uh form changing, like Oh, and that's who was was there, and she was still Ooh. downstairs with Harlan or something. You know, like that's why that's why that scene doesn't work. Yeah. For like it, it leaves so much questions for me.
2: I fun. agree. Uh, I I think that the, she's far from gone.
4: But yeah. did well? She survived a bullet to the head last time. I mean, this is nothing. No kidding. Right?
2: <laughs> now, um, did anyone else like? Really enjoy the part where Five finally does the whole just a few seconds thing, or we just kind of like, um, okay, yeah.
3: I I I liked it, but it was gonna happen, so I wasn't surprised that it happened. Like as soon as they all died, I was like, okay, Five was gonna just do the few seconds thing that his dad told him to do, like, which was fine. Actually, my most favorite part about this whole thing was actually the the beginning. When Vanya finds out whatever she did to Harlan, and you think for five seconds that maybe she's just gonna go on her own, but instead she goes and asks them for help. And the fact that they actually end up helping her, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> like, they're starting, like, they're starting to slowly build, like, slowly crawl out of their messed upness. <laughs> and slowly start to understand each other, maybe. And I was just so happy. Like, well, zero, right? like, just... Like, I feel
2: like yeah. they're all finally getting to actually, like, live. They're yeah. they living outside of who they had been
0: forced to be. It's a metaphor. <laughs> I yeah. think my favorite scene was actually when Vanya took the power back from Harlan mm-hmm. and calmed things down because I thought it was a... Poignant um, growth moment since mm-hmm. she was the catalyst of the apocalypse, and very much feeling like her entire power was just to destroy things. So, to be able to yeah. improve cool. things, I think, was an important piece. Mm-hmm. That and then the Swede joining Klaus's <laughs> cult. <laughs> <laughs> that
5: Skeech now,
1: is the. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember what his actual name was. Like, you call him Skeech. Uh, I Is the new leader of, um, yeah,
2: was it Kichi?
1: Oh, Kichi. Kichi. Okay.
2: Yeah. No, I, I just, I, I did not enjoy the part with Five doing the few seconds thing. I, I, I just, I think with people watching any show like this, the chances of them not remembering the time when Hargreaves had said a few seconds could make the difference. I I don't think they needed to do the voiceover. No, it's it's, all the Blade Runner movies all over again.
1: Especially, yeah. it's, it's the show is meant to be binged, so mm. more than likely you probably just it watched was- that five hours ago. Like, kind of <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. You're us, yeah. So, so yeah, it was it was very telegraphed and it was all very expected. However, I did enjoy like the way that it looked. Like his version of only going a couple seconds back in time, mm-hmm. as opposed yeah. to just opening up a portal and then jumping through it. Like we got to see the mechanics of him getting up and moving and everybody else kind of going backwards in time, kind of thing.
2: Mm-hmm. This is also the scene that I mentioned all those weeks ago where there's a parody that needed to be made.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you guys
2: remember by any chance the Saturday night live skit with Andy Sandberg um that was parodying the scene of the OC? Yes. With uh-huh. the imaging Heaps Heap song. And they it was just like like they they'd read a letter and then the gun would go off and what you say. Like Again, 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 a new person, unexpected person shoots. That's how they felt during it and i was just laughing even though it was supposed to be a pain not help that that fuck it
4: you know since she got the handler got shot in the gut and probably the chest i was kind of half expecting aj to like crawl out of one of her bullet holes (laughs) but alas that. happened yeah, or even her mouth, like like if she's laying down face down, you know, pool of her own blood, and then, like her mouth just starts to like pop open slightly and he's like squirming out of there, you know, could have been. That no,
0: no. That would have been
2: that like Elizabeth would have noped that. right out of
4: it. <laughs> and I'm done. <laughs> we're at the end, too. All right. So, do we want to get into what we were able to make out from the Sparrow Academy? So
1: is that them, like alternate timeline versions of them up on that balcony?
4: I think that's a completely different set of people, except for Ben.
1: But we heard, I definitely heard knives. Like, I don't know if that was just Diego getting ready downstairs, or if that was someone upstairs that was using a knife.
0: See, and I think it was them. And he specifically put Ben in charge as number one. He renumbered them because mm-hmm. he decided that the other six were failures. So this is him trying to do better.
3: And, uh, ben got his scar on the day that he was supposed to die. Yeah. So since he was the one who managed to self sacrifice and pass the mission, therefore he is now number one, and you all
0: suck.
1: Mm-hmm. Or- yeah. Maybe he didn't self sacrifice and then
4: one of them died instead.
0: It looks like there were enough bodies up there that...
4: Was it? Was there five? Yeah, there were there were seven total. Well, if you count the cube, it makes seven.
1: The cube?
4: cube. Yes, one of them was a cube.
1: See, it was, it was so quick, <laughs> and it was a shadow that I did not... I wasn't no, able to tell I, anybody. I, I, I freeze...
4: I freeze framed and I lightened the 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 scene because I was like, what am I looking at here? One of them is literally a floating work cube. It's like a black cube with little green parts glowing inside of it. And it was right there with the rest. So altogether with the new Ben, it's seven total. So it's like the complete like Umbrella Academy dark or something.
1: So the the listeners can't see this, but Steven is dying. Like, he's, he's <laughs> over there laughing his head off. What's up, Steven? Uh, we now we hear can't hear him. you either. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we right, can't man. hear him at all. So all right. we don't know right. what it was that he thought was funny. But, okay, I'm glad that you freeze-framed it, John. Like, I am not expecting that. Uh Okay. Uh, it, 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 where, where else were you going with that? What else can we d- derive from the Sparrow Club? Like, why is it that every episode has a sparrow in it? Why? What does that mean? That someone else was playing a game? Like, was is this all part of the handler's game? Like, obviously Harlan has to be in- involved because he's playing with the sparrow at the very end. The last thing we see of him.
4: Yeah. I have no idea. Like, well, I, I
0: if they're not. The original seven from the Umbrella Academy, mm-hmm. if they are different, then I guess it could be Harlan taking the place of Vanya.
1: But he would be older at that I guess point. That's
0: true. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm?
1: I don't I don't know either. I don't know what
0: that means. But I don't think it's the handlers doing, I think it's Hargreaves. I think Hargreaves is gonna be our big bad this upcoming season.
4: Interesting okay he's gonna have an evil so we're gonna have the all of the umbrella academy kind of displaced and trying to find a, a new life for themselves while the sparrow academy is actually doing what car uh, Groups originally intended like I mean, do you, you mean, mean...
0: No. oh oh Steven's we have back. steven back yeah yeah i fixed it
2: no you know they're gonna be more successful at their job than they were <laughs> that's just how they <laughs> has <have> to go <laughs>
0: Yeah. yeah. No, I think Hargreaves is going to sick the Sparrow Academy on them directly.
2: They do. Do they? Do they have, anybody
1: think that they're going to have to go find their alternate versions of themselves in this timeline?
3: Uh, no, we don't need a lot of people going on homicidal rage. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, it's a time paradox, though. Like this is this this is where they were supposed to be too. Like it's not. Like a, it's not a paradox. It's not a time thing.
3: paradox. It's a dimension yeah. paradox, which yeah. is they, just they'll
2: have, bad. They have, they have, <laughs> have another set of good. rules.
3: Oh no! Unless okay. So there's yeah, another dimension another theory is that you could possibly <laughs> dimension hop, but you can only dimension hop in dimensions that you actually exist in, and you dimension hop into your own body as that self. So maybe it's that. Maybe they took over the bodies of their actual dimension selves of that dimension.
2: Maybe that's interesting that's
3: a really good book series i really wish i could remember the first
2: (laughs) (laughs) no but we we are unfortunately back in territory i was gonna say earlier where i can't talk about some things
1: because you know about
0: (laughs) going forward
1: because he's read but oh no the The volume three three is out. oh the volume three is out okay
0: say wait no we talked about this last week he said it was out oh my bad Mm -hmm. It has a it has a pretty good Barnes and
2: Noble exclusive cover, <laughs>
1: <laughs> but as you said, the second book is different than this book. Yes, or this season.
2: Yeah, I don't know everything. They're they're departing wildly, but I still I don't I don't. Mm-hmm.
3: He doesn't want to risk it. Do you know mm-hmm. what the cube is, though?
2: <laughs> no, I I do have theories on that one though.
3: Okay. Okay. Uh,
1: I'm curious.
2: Anything else?
1: Is there anything else that anybody wanted to go over or has speculation on or isn't Steven?
2: (laughs) I I did did want to remind people of one thing. Um, We are in September now, which means we are rapidly approaching Space Sweepers coming out. The trailer can be found on YouTube if you want to watch it.
4: (laughs) Rapidly approaching. I mean, that is on my to-do list again. Mm
3: -hmm. (laughs) To
4: watch the trailer again? (laughs) Yeah.
3: It's a good trailer. It's very solid.
4: It's really good. (laughs) I'm excited. So do you think
1: that all of them are able to give their power over to somebody else, or is it just Vanya? Um, That's a good
2: question.
5: Yeah.
0: I feel like hers is easier to give over.
1: Just because of the sound thing.
0: Well, yeah, and because she uses it to create, like, she's not just manipulating. I don't know. I could
2: see it Ooh. being some, like, um, her power. It. No, no, I, never mind, never mind. I don't know. I don't know how to put that into words. I take it back. Let's pretend yeah. I didn't talk for the last fifteen
1: seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I think the the thing is, is that like the way that it's shown. The, pow- like the power going between the two of them is like those little, I, I think are like little creatures, little beings or something like that. That's what's mm-hmm. giving all of the seven their powers. Uh, and which was also the thing that was flying away when Hargreaves' wife was dying in that c- scene in the first. Yeah. So I was wondering if that's like a thing that can be transferred between people or not. I don't know. I just the way I saw it. So. Okay. All right, I, I think everybody's kind of done. So uh, if you want to talk to me more about Umbrella Academy, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at Mitchpedia G-E-M. GEM. stands for Geek Elite Media. Stephen, where can people find you online?
2: You can find me all across social media as either Peppermint Gentleman or Peppermint Gent.
1: And Jessica? You
4: can
3: find me on Twitter as JM Bailey Writes.
4: John? I'm also on Twitter at Magic Bollocks. And Elizabeth,
0: you can find me with the rest of Geek Elite Media at Geek Elite Media and our Facebook page forward slash Geek Elite Media.
1: Uh, tune in next week. Find out what it is that we're going to be talking about. Uh, <laughs> we don't we don't quite know yet. So, <laughs> you're gonna be surprised to everybody when you come back next week. Uh, also, check out our Patreon page. We have lots of extra bonus material there that you can only get if you're part of one of our tiers. Uh. Go to our website, geeklemedia.com for archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on our network. And whatever podcatcher you use, please rate and review us so it helps spread the word of our network. Until next time, this is the the Geeks Watch on the Geekly Media... But until next time, this is the, ge- the Geek Watch on the, Geekly- needy- time, the <laughs> on the Geekly Media Network saying always remember to Geek
0: Out! Geek out.
3: This
0: concludes our broadcast. Thank <tries>